The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Hello, everybody. This is Alexandra, your host today on the Mental Sherpa Show. I'm so glad that you're back and uh, listening to us this week as we're joined by our special guest, Mia Moore. Hi there. Welcome, Mia. Mia is a wonderful colleague of mine that has been really instrumental in helping me understand a lot of different components of the work that she does. And she's been sort of a guide in wonderful ways with me. Uh, I actually met Mia not too long ago through another friend of ours. And when we started talking, it was so interesting to really have a chat with her about what she does and her dynamic practice, which combines a lot of different things together into one. And she's had some incredible training. What we're going to talk about today is Four Agreements that uh, was a book that was written by Mike uh, Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. My pardon me. And what he put together was these four agreements that really help you live a better life. And there was no one better to have talk with me about this than Mia, who is really integrated into her practice. But before we get into those four agreements, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce my guest and have her tell us a little bit about who she is, what she does, and her story, because the listeners want to know who you are. Right. Hi. I am a psychotherapist in private practice, where I received my degree at NYU in social work in 1994, a little while ago. I started out working in day treatment centers for the chronically mentally ill in hospitals and clinics in New York City. And I then moved on to managed care, monitoring the psychiatric care that patients receive across the country. So along the way, um, I added to my trainings by becoming an employee assistant professional, partnering with companies with workplace challenges, and I became a certified life coach where I learned more behavioral techniques to working with clients. That's amazing. Yeah, and most recently I became a board-certified hypnotherapist and regression therapist. So I can honestly say I've seen every side of mental health. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it. So you've really done a lot of different work in a lot of different areas, which I know when we were talking was it, it sort of what you've seen has really, I'm sure, in a lot of ways helped formulate your practice. Sure. I realized that my best work is where I... And where I felt most fulfilled is when I'm working one-on-one with people. And that's how I landed wholeheartedly into a private practice. Wonderful. So how long have you been in private practice? Um, just about 10 years. Okay. And is there anything in particular with your private practice that you enjoy working with sort of the most? Or do you find it runs sort of a 
the gamut of everything? Well, initially, I, I worked pretty traditionally in the psychodynamic approach, encouraging my clients to open up and explore unresolved issues and conflicts hidden in their unconscious minds and that affected their mood and their behavior. Um, and that part of that part is that part of the work is always a part of who I am. But ultimately, what I realized is that in order for people to sustain healthier patterns of behavior. More has to happen than uncovering unconscious feelings. Right. Behavior changes will never stick if you don't change the conscious mind that creates them. That's such a powerful statement of you have to change it on that sort of deeper level. And um, I know when we had spoken with Dr. Terzaghi uh, in episode, I believe, five, she really talked about depth therapy. So she's a psychoanalytic Mm -hmm. therapist. training and also does hypnotherapy, but she does a lot of aggression work. And she's like, you have to go back and go deep to get those real shifts. Awareness is one thing, but it really comes on these deep levels. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I do think you have to go back and go deep sometimes, but I also think that just being in the present and being aware to how you react to things really is what also can help create the immediate shift. Yeah. And I, and I know on your desk, you have that sign that says consciousness is everything. Absolutely. How would you tell me about that one statement on your desk? So that primarily comes by incorporating my many years of, as a student of Kabbalah. Okay. And extensively reading many other books as well, but basically understanding that Only by shifting our consciousness, how we perceive and handle situations in the present, can we shift our reality. Otherwise, we're always staying in a paradigm of the effect of our lives instead of becoming the cause. Interesting. So how, yeah, that makes makes sense. A lot of sense. And how would you define consciousness to a listener who hasn't quite started on that path of exploration yet? Okay, so that's a great question. Uh, One way to look at it is... Just by being aware, we're so used to going through life being reactive. You know, we see something makes us happy and something good happens and that makes us happy. Something bad happens, that makes us sad. So we're always constant, we're always in the effect of what happens around us. And consciousness shift makes us aware that we can change our reality at any given moment. It's shutting down our reactive behavior and being proactive. Yeah, proactive. And when you talked about your your therapy with me at one point, I remember you said it's a very action-based treatment or therapy. And is that what you mean by being proactive is the actions that you take in your life or... That's funny. Um, actually, I think more than anything, everything I do is to work towards shifting your consciousness. So okay. An action without a consciousness shift won't create a change. Okay. Got that, it. No, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So it's always about pausing and thinking about how we're affecting others or what is affecting us and why. And why. The why is it affecting us. Tell me a little bit about the why and a bit more about your practice. So um, that really speaks to how I work with the book, The Four Agreements, in that 
when we don't take anything personally, the four, there are four different agreements on how to live life according to this book. And it's always one of the, it's always the first thing I give my clients to read when they come into my practice because it's the beginning of a paradigm, a paradigm shift on how they look at life. Right. So the first agreement would be to not take anything personally. And that's the understanding that people show up with their own history, their own movies, their own hurts, their own disappointments. And then we, we interact with them, and suddenly they do something, and we make it all about us, and we become very reactive in the way we handle things. I see right. that a lot in relationships. Absolutely. Yes. You'll see that all the time, right? It's yes. like something they do, it triggers you immediately, or the way we interpret what they're saying. And it's two people just bumping into each other based on how what, everything that happened to them until that point. Right. So by stopping for a moment and adding consciousness and thought and saying, wait a minute, something else might be going on here. This person has their own story. It really can save a relationship sometimes because we repeatedly... Repeated behavior where we're angry and hostile or hurt and upset only derails a relationship. Right. And I think what was interesting when I read the book, it really talks about that we live by rules and we live by these agreements that from the moment we're born, I believe he even said we become domesticated um, by other people, right? The rules that we live by typically aren't ones that we create. They're given to us from our parents. Well, all children are most, well, children are all born basically loving, playful beings. And then we learn our set of standards and behavior based on our environment, our families, our friends. That's how we learn who we are in the world in order to receive love acceptance and in order to avoid criticism. Absolutely. So when a child is told they're smart, they believe it. When they're told they're beautiful, they believe it. And the opposite is true too. Even where we learn that how to hate that some someone is less than us or not as good as us, that's learned behavior. And then our whole environment sets us, our whole world moving forward sets us up to live in that paradigm. Right. And I know in terms of how I, when I work with clients, how I sort of explain it to them is when you're born, you're really only born with, I believe this, this, it was two fears, loud noises and fear of falling. Everything else gets linked in through associations as you experience things, right? Absolutely. So if you're bit by a dog, you create the association dogs are bad. Right. Um, and those become the rules that you have in your life is when I see a dog, I'm going to respond on that innate behavioral level of fear. Yes. And I actually see that a lot, again, in relationships only because that's most of the reason people come into therapy, right. of course. Um, but in relationships, it even shows up just because we learn even from what we don't see. If we see two people, our parents, how yep. they relate to each other, what they say, what they don't say, that's how we learn a paradigm of what a relationship should or shouldn't, not even should or shouldn't look like, what we know of a relationship, good or bad. Right. No, and it, it's almost unconscious, yes, these associations we take in. Again, which is why I say consciousness is everything. Otherwise, we're just ro- beings like robots. Right. And the only thing that stop the only diff, one of the main differences aside from the power of speech between humans and animals is our ability to shut down our reactive systems. Interesting. So saying no, stopping are from doing something is actually very powerful. And it's so hard too. I mean, it's so hard to create that resistance. I know even having worked in uh, a relationship and on my relationship, there's those moments you just, 
want to go back to your innate sort of anger or your reactiveness. Yeah. And it does take, it takes a lot to resist. And I know they talk about it in Kabbalah too. Yes. But about the light bulb. Yep. Yes. The reactive nature. But what I was going to say is that the best way to practice, if you think of life as concentric circles and the center are the most profound relationships or significant other, and then friends and, um, colleagues at work and then strangers, always best to start this with strangers. Right. It's easier to learn how to be proactive and not reactive the further out the circle is because we're less triggered. That's such a good statement too, right? It's the reason you wouldn't practice that right away with your sibling. Well, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be very hard, I'm assuming, because you resonate on such a level yes. with them where they, they've installed so many buttons yes. on you, right? It's probably easier with your dry cleaner. <laughs> right, to just begin to practice in those easier ways where you're going to maybe be on your better behavior. Right, but that's where with. try your best comes in because right. our best is going to be different at any given moment. And we're not going to be perfect with any of these things. And that's not the goal. It's just to be our best in any given moment, to try our best. Sometimes we're going to fail. That's okay. Just keep trying our best. Right, right. You know, it's in terms of the mission of what the mental Sherpa is looking to do, you know, it's all about understanding yourself and building a different relationship with yourself so you can really show up in the world differently. Because if if you can't sort of put yourself in front of a mirror and inspect yourself, it becomes, you do become sort of at the effect of the world around you. Yeah, totally. And so it's so important to begin to ask, what is going on with me? Not necessarily, again, why? Why is that happening? Which kind of points the finger at yourself going, you're the epicenter of the reason, but what is happening first? And actually that's where mostly what Kabbalah has been so influential in, in my practice and even without my clients always knowing it. Right. Um, Because it's really about that, that everything shows up in our life just to teach us something about us. Right. Even situations that seem hurtful and painful are often there just maybe to teach us not to be reactive or to give us an opportunity to shift it. And I think that's such a nice way to put it, that everything that happens to us or for us, it is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. But it's how you reframe that and how you approach it. I often tell my clients, when something good happens, that's a gift. And when something challenging happens, that's a transformational opportunity. I love that. Yeah. To transform. Yeah. Right? To really inspect it, see what's happening, that's your right. feelings towards it and with it. That's such a nice way to look at it. So... Just in terms of everyone, in terms of how we're going to begin to go into the next segment after the break, what we are going to begin to talk about is those four agreements, Mm -hmm. um, which just to briefly go over them, they are be impeccable with your words, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Now, as you hear these, you might begin to sort of be triggered by one of them or think, how can I not take anything personally? I know when I've worked with clients, I've said, don't take anything personally. And they're like, how can that be possible? But what if it is personal? Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to talk with me about when we get back from the break is to really understand what these are and how to implement them in your life and how to really understand them on a deeper level. Um, before we go, Mia, is there anything you just wanted to add in about sort of your practice consciousness before we sort of, I didn't get let you get to? 
Um, I'm sure things will come up, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay, excellent. Well, when we get back from break, we're going to begin to talk about these four agreements. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll be right back after the break. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit Betaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Mental Sherpa Show. This is your host, Alexandra Janelli. We're joined today by Mia Moore, who is a psychotherapist, life coach, and has also been trained in hypnotherapy and regression work. Um, What we're talking about today is The Four Agreements, which is a book by Don Miguel Ruiz, which really helps people begin to live their lives with new agreements with themselves. And they begin to, when when you begin to really implement these four agreements into your life, there's a great deal of freedom that comes with them. And it really helps you raise your consciousness of the world around you and your place within it. And we're talking with Mia today about how she's really utilized these four agreements and into her practice and the work she does with clients and the dynamic changes she's seen within them. Sure. And so Mia, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to sort of have you explain each of the four agreements. So I'm just going to quickly run through them again. The first one is be impeccable with your words. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. 
and always do your best. So let's start with the first one. Be impeccable with your words. What does that mean? And that's really about understanding the power of our words, that human beings are the only species with the full power of speech, and it's a gift. And with that, we can create or we can destroy. All wars are started with words. Think about how powerful that is. That's true. No, it's very true. They can be very hurtful. And we have a responsibility to use them wisely. It really creates our world. Right. On a micro level and a macro level. Uh, and it's also how we connect with people. Yes. You know, there, there certainly is those emotional things that happen, but it, it starts with their words can be so powerful and have so much meaning behind them, yeah, too. Yeah, Don Miguel Ruiz describes them as magic. That's how he describes right. words as magic. And that we, that, that's what creates our reality. And actually, it's, it's funny, but in Aramaic, the word for, the word abracadabra is used. It's ibare kidibre, which means what we create, what we speak, we create. Interesting. I amazing? did not know that. Yeah. That's so that's interesting. That's how powerful that it's become a vernacular, abracadabra. Right. Right. So um, we use words to curse, to blame, to find guilt. Yep. To spread our own personal anger, to prove our point, and to create hate and envy and different divisiveness in the world, actually. And this is how we create our own personal hell, actually, in this world. It's true. We do, in a lot of ways, create our own suffering unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And we always, but oddly enough, we also want to always spare ourselves from suffering and pain. Even the way we speak to ourselves, the words we use in our own heads about ourselves also. Right. If we treated our friends the way we treat ourselves, what's the statement? We'd all be in jail? Yes. Or we wouldn't have (laughs) any friends. That's for sure. Yep. Um, Because words are magic. Right. Like there could be black magic or white magic. Why do you think, you know, and this is sort of a side topic that just the idea came to my mind. Why do you think we are so hard on ourselves, right? Like why is it that we become so harsh I think that we pick up things we've learned as children, how to perfection is often something that we're taught or how to be a certain way, or we feel that we fall short in some way in our lives. Because everyone, you know, we all have that moment where it's like, I'm not good enough. Yeah, we do. That inner critic that's just constantly nagging at us to be better. And, And another way to look at it is that that inner critic is there for us to overcome. For us right. to overcome the inner critic. Remember, if something is, is easy, it's a gift. And when it's challenging, it's a transformational opportunity. Right. And I, I believe that's why a lot of people call the inner critic um, the opponent. you got to know how yes, to that's another, compete against your opponent. That's right. Nobody would watch Michael Jordan doing layups if he was just on the court by himself, right? Right, you right. The, that would be pretty boring. You need the challengers, the opponents, to squeeze the greatness out of him. Absolutely. And that's how it is for us as well. (laughs) Very interesting. Okay, so back to being impeccable with your words. The word impeccable is such a powerful word too. Yes. And, you know, it's really speaking with integrity. It's it's thoughtful. It's speaking with integrity, saying what you mean. But not not vomiting what you mean onto somebody. Saying what you mean with intention and with integrity to, to show love and care and always be in the direction of truth and love. Right. Genuine is the word that kind of comes to my mind when I think of that. 
because I know when I work with a lot of clients, they begin to wonder why they're drawing in the energy they are. That's right. Right. They're like, why do I have, I feel like I give and I give and I give. And I, and I always ask them, I go, how often are you saying no when you want to say no, but you're saying yes. That's a good point too. Cause then that's not really sharing. It's just, it's almost like you have to live up to the expectation that person has of you. That's right. And you're not being very genuine with yourself, so you end up with these kind of codependent dynamics. Yeah, and that comes under the don't make assumptions. Absolutely, which we're going to get to in just a moment. So how can one be more impeccable with their words? So most often in my practice, I guess the best way to answer that is to just see how often it shows up in our own personal lives. And most often... I see a breakdown in communication in relationships. We don't even realize how often we tell our spouse, you know, they don't do the dishes well enough. How often, just that over and over again, they're not going to even bother trying. Right. Know? If the message is I'm not good at it, why, why, why should bother? I? Right. Why bother? And that happens with our kids, with our significant others. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the most important relationships in our life because they're the ones we value the most, and that's right. the reason people mostly come in for therapy. But obviously that translates to every relationship in our right. lives. But it's really paying attention to how often we put down the people around us and then wonder how, why they don't show up for us. Right. The, there is a difference between what you're saying and what's heard, too, right? It might be, why didn't you do the dishes? And what that person might be hearing is, you're a failure, you let me down. So what they're hearing is their, your consciousness. Right. And that's part of a tool I'll give you later. But what they're hearing is what you're thinking. Because haven't you ever had the experience of someone saying to you, I'm so happy, you know, that's amazing, you got a new job. And you could feel their genuine joy. And someone else might say the exact same thing and you feel their jealousy. Right. It's the same words. But what you're feeling is their consciousness. And that's why I say consciousness is everything. It's taking a moment's pause to really pay attention to what you're saying and what you're doing. Even though you might use the same words, if your consciousness shifts, people can hear it. Right. And it's interesting, you know, the statement you gave, which kind of leads into the next one, um, which is don't take anything personally, right? Someone says, oh, I got a new job. If you have a reaction to it, it's like, oh, you did. It's like that jealousy. That's something that's going on with you. Yeah, absolutely. But we're human. We have all those feelings, right? Right, right, right. So it also, the, the impeccable with your words really talks about avoiding using the words to speak against yourself or gossip about others. Um, and tell me about that. Uh, okay. So what we were saying is that gossiping is, there's a micro responsibility to have a better life within the world that you live in your home with your friends. And then there's a macro responsibility to the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And gossiping is really spreading poison in the world. It's really creating an environment where the more we speak negatively about each other, the more we create an environment of hatred. It's so easy. Someone just said to me while I was uh, away on vacation, they said, it's so easy. It's easy to teach hatred, but it's very hard to teach love. That's interesting. Isn't it? I'd never heard that because it's so easy to sort of get people riled up. And yet how do Teaching love is such a 
Well, that's funny because do we really have to teach love or do we just have to uncover all the layers of hatred we've created around us? Because at the core, we're loving, sharing beings. We just have so many layers of garbage around us that we create when we speak Mm -hmm. negatively about people. It's like another layer over a lamp. Right. And it's all about the intention, right? One person's hatred might be another person's way of expressing love. How so? In terms of um, the idea that, you know, a parent might yell at their child and tell them that was stupid, but it's like, here's a better example, right? It's a mother nagging and nagging and nagging on their child. But what they're trying to communicate is like, I'm worried about that because I love you. Yes. But that's that where these, lo- these rules really do matter. And pay- I mean, these rules make a big difference because it wouldn't be perceived as nagging. But what they're hearing is the consciousness of... Cons- it's really always about consciousness. It's really right. always how we perceive a message. Because even the example you gave a little bit earlier about a child doing something wrong, is it necessary to sometimes yell at your children? Absolutely. Sometimes right. they need to be yelled at. But where is your consciousness? Are you yelling because you're exhausted from having a long day? You come home and they just snap right, the your last nerve? Of it. Or are you yelling because you gave it thought and care and this is the best response? Children are going to hear where you're coming from. And that's the biggest difference. So it's not even so much the action. It's more about your consciousness when you're doing it. But these four things, like to be impeccable with your words... Already you have to stop and think before you speak, and that's adding consciousness. That's That's really what it's talking about. And that can be really hard. Yeah. It really is very, very hard. Um, That's why they had to write a book about it. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's even a fifth agreement, but uh, we're not going to talk about this today. That's a whole other topic. So let's jump into, if it's okay with you, the the second agreement. The second agreement, absolutely. And this one's tricky. But, you know, having practice with it, don't take anything personally. Right? Yes. So the first agreement is a way to avoid treating others harmfully. The second agreement is a way of handling potentially harmful treatment from others. Right. Okay. So, say that one more time. So the first agreement, be impeccable with your words, right. is a way of avoiding treating others harmfully. Okay. How not to treat others harmfully. Yes. First agreement. Second agreement. The second agreement is a way of handling potentially harmful treatments from others. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. How to sort of respond differently from others at you. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And just to remember that what others do is a projection of their own reality. Right. The history, the baggage, everything that comes up for them. We respond and we react based on what we know. That's right. I guess would be how I, how I think about it. And so however that person behaves is not necessarily about you. No, it isn't. And in fact, relationship miscommunications can really be avoided if we pay attention to that. And Don Miguel Ruiz even discusses that this is a really selfish way to be in the world when you think that everything is just about you. Well, it was so funny, even practicing with this, it was so freeing to go, it's not about me. I know how ego we can be. It doesn't mean, though, that we shouldn't like be present and aware to what someone's trying to share with us. It's not an excuse to dismiss what comes at our direction. Right. That's on you, not on me. It's just about when someone's feeling off the rails or they do something in a relationship, when they take, make a plan and didn't include you, 
it's not just about why did that happen to me. It's what's going on for them. What's their story? It's not about you. And that way you can learn how to help each other in a relationship instead of fight about things. I know even with my boyfriend, it was, you know, he'd always be like, oh, I'm not going to make it home for dinner. I have to work late. And it would feel so personal for some reason. It would trigger me, but it had nothing to do with him. It came from somewhere in my past. Right. And it doesn't mean, though, that that's always acceptable for him not to come home. Right. But it's how you handle it, by being impeccable with your words and then stopping for a moment and thinking, well, what's going on with him? Right. I, I kind of in my head said, do I really think he's trying to do this intentionally to piss me off. That's right. And it was, no, he's doing this because he has some work he needs to get done. And he's working really hard to create a life. And absolutely, it kind of takes the pressure off of me and puts it in perspective. And makes you a helper and a partner instead of... Right. How can I support this? Instead of what are you doing for me lately, you know? Yeah. And it's It's like a shift. It's a shift in consciousness. A shift in consciousness. And there it is again. And yeah. It feels so freeing to sort of go there. Absolutely. And it's and it's beautiful. It creates a real harmony in a relationship. I think where I've seen clients get tri- a little tripped up with this is they're like, but it was personal. They did do it. You know, so thing. another thing I like to say, or another, another mantra that helps clients is um, when I when I say, when that comes up, you can say that something isn't about you, but it affected you. Yep. And that's a nice way to delineate. It still affects you, and you could look at that, but it wasn't about you. Right. And that's some way to help sort of – it doesn't mean be passively go through your relationship. Right. But it's fine. Yeah. Everything's great. Sweep it under the carpet, you know. Yeah. Because there is that point where you have to put down your foot and be impeccable saying, I'm not okay with this, but I understand where you're coming that's from. That's right. Exactly. Right. Like, this doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. It's not, you're not doing it to me. It's just something that's affecting me. But it lends itself to a conversation instead of a fight. Yes. And that's a big difference. And that's where you can grow and transform. Right, absolutely. So what we're going to do, you know, I think that's so, just to sit with that for a moment, you know, be impeccable with your words and don't take anything personally. I I promise you guys, when you start to practice with this, you're going to see some really amazing shifts in your life. Um, and when we come back for the, from the break, what we're going to talk about is the last two, which are don't make assumptions and always do your best and what those mean. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is your host, Alexandra Janelli here with Mia Moore. We'll be right back. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. 
Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to ajanelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to the Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Alexandra, your host at the Mental Sherpa Show here with Mia Moore. Today, we're talking about the four agreements, and we're about to get into the last two, which are don't make assumptions, which what's the saying? It makes an ass out of you you and me. me. Yes. Uh, And always do your best. Assumptions are so tricky, and it's amazing when you become more conscious about the assumptions you make, how often we do it. That's right. It's kind of like judgment. We do it more often than we think. Well, we also assume that everybody thinks the way we do. Right. And don't we all think the way I, it's all about me, yes. right? <laughs> Even though that don't take anything personally. It's not about me. Yes. Okay. So Mia, tell us about don't make an assumption. So don't make assumptions is all about finding the courage to ask questions. Okay. To express what you really want. And, you know, that also ties back in a lot of ways to be impeccable with your words, right? Yes. Ask what you want. They all beautifully weave together, actually. Yeah. Um, to communicate with others clearly, and you can avoid misunderstandings and drama in your life, really. Right. And, again, um, well, when we try to read other people's minds, often we're wrong. It's amazing how often we're like, and I see clients do it all the time. It's like, they're like, well, I can imagine that he would did this because of that, or she did this because of that. And we leave our experience all together of what we're feeling and what yeah. we want. Human beings have a tendency to fill in the gaps with information when we don't know the whole picture. It's right. how we create safety. And yep. often we'll fill in the gaps with misinformation and right. create a whole story that isn't even true, which is... What happens often with other people? I see it a lot with my anxious clients. I see it, you know, we don't like the unknown. It doesn't have an association linked in on that subconscious level. So right. we'll borrow from the past of what we know, right? Our belief systems, our rules Absolutely. and agreements we live by to fill in the unknown. That way, even if it's negative. Right. And it becomes a catch-22. Yeah. It's kind of like the story writes itself so much better if you just let it all happen. If you just ask questions. And ask questions. Yes. Tell, do you have a good example of, you know, asking questions or 
a, a client that maybe... Well, often I hear it when they're like, he should just know what I want. Or right. she should understand how I feel. And it really lends itself to just shutting down um, in relationships where people stop talking. And disappointment, right? Disappointment, like- heartache. And it becomes like a, a mountain that's impossible to overcome because there's so many layers of it. Right. Um, often we assume we'll know how our spouse, you know, what our spouse thinks or how they should think about something, even something simple as gifts. I was going to just say, I can't tell you how many times, to- one time that stands out in my mind, I got the worst gift from my boyfriend of like five years. It was a juicy velour sweater. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is what you think of me. Right. Like that, knowing me that I've never wear a juicy, not that I have anything against it, but it was just so not in my yeah. like fashion wardrobe to wear a juicy. I was like, you thought that's what you think? Yeah. And another thing, you know, and there's another book that talks beautifully about this, The Five Love Languages. Love that book. Um, but we often give things the way we, like we assume somebody wants something the way we would. And even right. that book beautifully highlights how there are five different ways that people like to receive love. Yep. And we tend to give love the way we want it. And that's also a miscommunication. And simply by asking questions right. and learning about each other, we really can avoid a lot of mishaps and make assumption stop making assumptions and being vulnerable and being vulnerable to ask for what you want I think so many clients have a fear of disappointing others or being disappointed themselves that it's very hard to ask for what you want because sometimes you don't even know what you want yeah absolutely and it's also really challenging to assume you know what someone else wants if you can't even figure out what you want right right we're not all psychic no our mind readers, although we, we can pretend very well. Right. And also often we make misassumptions we make assumptions based on past hurts. You see that a lot in dating. Yep. Someone not calling you when they said they would. And right. often we derail things before they can even get started. Right. We place you know, there's meaning in everything and there's meaning in nothing. That's right. I like that. <laughs> I, I think it came from Gosh, I heard it from a client of mine, and I think she'd heard it from something else. I can't remember what. I really but like that. Yeah, we place meaning on what we want to put meaning on, and yet there's, it means nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when we become clear on our communication and we're impeccable with our words, think of how dramatically that can transform everything. Absolutely. Misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. How many times has a fight started from a misinterpretation? Yeah. An or assumption you may, yeah. Different ways of seeing things. Yeah. Take a moment, guys. Think about that. How many times have you been like, wow, I thought you meant something different or what I heard was this or, you know, it's just that miscommunication, the assumptions we make. Absolutely. And so let's talk about this last one now, right? Always do your best. Yes which is such a powerful one. And the idea of best, your best self is always different, right? So this is the agreement that allows all the others to become deeply embedded. Because when we're always trying our best, all the others can, that's how we become great. Uh, You know, all of these are tools and they'll get easier over time and become part of who you are. But when we're always trying our best, that's how they become ingrained in who we are. Right. You know? The example I like to give my clients is, your, think about a doctor, right? Their best work in a operating room is going to be very different 
than their work if they're out in the field somewhere. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, right? (laughs) If not, then that's amazing. But it's going to be very different based on the circumstances, the things that are going on around you, your feelings that day, your best self. Our best changes every day, every moment of every every day. Our best changes. And an example that Don Miguel Ruiz gave, which I really, really loved, is a great example is Forrest Gump. I think pretty much everyone has seen that movie at some point. But he didn't have great ideas, but he took action. He was happy because he always did his best at whatever he did. And things really aligned for him. Things really showed up for him. Yeah. He just always was 100% present. And that's a big part of doing our best. It's really living in the present, really being present to the moment that we're in. And it really speaks to me about appreciation and appreciating the moments that we're in. When you're present and you're doing your best, you're 100% in the moment. Right. And I always talk with my clients, you know, they're so quick to, you know, they don't allow themselves to be in the moment because they're so caught up on something that happened in the past right. or shaming and blaming themselves that they should have known better when, you know, an event happened, even though, you know, in so many ways, everything that happens to us, we always do the best we can typically at that time, given what we know, yeah. it's only the hindsight where we're like, ah, oh, why did I know that? Yes. And that also speaks to being impeccable with our words, how we talk to ourselves after the fact or yeah. in those moments, like being kind to ourselves. We are going to screw up. We're doing our best. Right. There's a reason that's one of the agreements. Right. You know? Even if you fly off the handle, you're trying to do you're your best. You're trying to do your best. And right. it's really about forgiving those moments and being in the moment with yourself, talking kindly to yourself, all of the things that we just said. Right. You know, it's so, once you begin to acknowledge your best, right, that it's not always, you can't benchmark best and hold it as that bar that you have to reach every day. It's too hard. Yeah, but your best in this moment when you're not, if if you're not feeling well or if you're anxious about something, it's just in that moment what it is. Right. It doesn't mean that you still can't run a triathlon tomorrow, you know? Right. Your best is going to shift. Yes. A lot. Exactly. So given these, you know, what have you seen in your practice with your patients when they start to really implement these in their life? So... I've seen amazing shifts in in relationships and how people communicate with each other. And ultimately, it's almost magic. I like that Don Miguel uses those words because sometimes I only have one partner in the room, but it still ends up being couples work, right? When you shift your energy, it shifts the relationship. Absolutely. So suddenly they'll come in feeling much more content. Suddenly, and I'm using air quotes right now, but their husband will show up. He'll be coming home from work, even though he used to not come home from work. Um on time just there's you see different dynamics and how people even feel about themselves in the office you know if you're talking kindly to yourself you're going to feel more confident in the way you are in the world as well right so and don't take things personally i've also um i've learned a lot from that one myself you know can't all be about i people often mistake being sensitive um for it's really selfishness sometimes. Being it's sensitive funny is how really self- selfishness. Yeah. Because it's really all about you in that moment. So when I, when I was personally even able to recognize how, 
how often I didn't let things go or how often I took things personally. When I was able to step out and put myself in someone else's shoes and see it from their perspective, it made me better in everything. It made me a better communicator. It made me better able to help people and right. ultimately shift others too. Which it's, it's, it really is empowering when you begin to work on certain components of yourself, your Absolutely. buttons, your triggers to understand them. It does create a space in the relationship for people to come forward. Yes. Which is, you know, I've seen that personally myself. Ultimately, when you practice these rules, and this is a starting point, really, but when you're trying to live a better you, you you end up being much more empathic and caring in the world. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was the reality for everybody? Right. You know, it would be wonderful. We'll send that out yes. through the airwaves to everybody, to everybody. So with all of this sort of work that you're, that you're doing, you know, clients show up differently, relationships yes. begin to shift. How has it helped you personally? So like I said, it's just helps me be more present. You can't do this work and not be affected by it. There's right. an integrity to, um, and I'm doing my best. Right. Uh, <laughs> There's an integrity perfect to the work absolutely and every day sometimes it's easier sometimes it's harder but I also pay attention differently I really believe that everybody who shows up in my office I have just as much to learn from them as they do from me and it's really um, a circuitry it's really a relationship of circuitry even though it often doesn't feel that way because you know I'm the therapist and they're the person sharing with me obviously more than I'm sharing with them But, but a circuitry is created and I don't think I think that would have been a harder dynamic to have if I wasn't aware of this consciousness and um, not taking things personally and just a whole host of learning. Right. What would you recommend for people working on these four agreements? Is it to start with one and utilize that like each week or is it do them all? So that's a great question because these, these tips are beautiful and wonderful, but they can seem lofty and out there and we have to deal with, all right, now how do I implement that? Yep. So one thing I said before, which is helpful is that you start with the further out in the circle, meaning start with people, start with strangers, you know, someone bumps into you, let it's not it go. personal. It's right? not personal. Maybe they're having a really bad day. You know, maybe they just heard some really bad news. Someone, you know, s- snaps at you even. Just let it go. It's not, it doesn't have to become part of how you live your day. Right. Um, so it's always easier to start further out than it is with people living in your home. Right. Uh, but the other one is there are tools. I think I mentioned a few of them a bit ago, but just as a reminder, one of them is a mantra to keep in your head that this is. This is uh, this affects me, but this is not about me. That's right. always a good one to sort of hold off from any feelings of anger or frustration. But the one that I think is most helpful, um, I actually learned as a student of Kabbalah, mm-hmm. and it's called the proactive formula, and it's really about shutting down our reactive system and being proactive in the world. Because as long as we're living reactively, we're never, ever the cause of our life. We're always living in the effect. Right. Something good happens, we're happy. Something bad happens, we're sad. We're never the cause. We're always just living reactively. And when we learn how to shut that down and be proactive in our nature, that's when we can really affect change in our lives. So the first step is just quite simply to stop. 
Stop. Stop. Just stop. Just pause. So hard, right? As New Yorkers, which we are, it's like the life, just stop. Stop. Ask. Be aware that you're shutting down your reactive system. You can't even say, I want the next words out of my mouth to help the situation, not hurt the situation. I just want to stop. Ask. Okay, and, I, and, and I'm a spiritual-minded person, so I would say ask the creator, ask the universe, fill in whatever word you want to use. It could be asking your higher self, your best self, how to, what, what should I say now? What are the next words out of my mouth that are going to be helpful right now? And often, even if they're the same words that you might have said before, just the fact that you're pausing creates a shift. So it's simple. Stop, ask, and share. Share is just delivering the message with care. If you're in front of another human being, it's delivering the message with care. If this is all a dynamic that's occurring in your mind, which it often does as you're walking down the street, especially in New York, (coughs) um, something can annoy you or frustrate you and this whole system of even cursing in our head happens, Sometimes stopping is just recognizing that we're being reactive, asking how we can be different, and then sharing might look like just in that moment holding open the door for somebody or picking up a soda can on the street. It's our city, too. It doesn't right. mean I'm not asking you to be a garbage collector, but you right. know what I'm saying. But connect to a bigger purpose or, if or something. Or what if it's not about anger? If it's about sadness, sometimes we're really sad. It's the middle of the night. We're depressed. It's recognizing that we can still share. We can still add other people into our thoughts. There are other people that feel this way right now in in their lives. Let me pray for all of them to not feel this way anymore. That's an act of sharing that shuts down our reactive nature, too. And acknowledging it's a feeling. Yes. And it's a normal feeling. Absolutely. Which is something we talked about in episode three with Dr. Friedman was emotional tolerances, and they're all normal. Yes. They're normal. And acknowledgement just really... It sort of lets that energy out of it. Yes, and all of this is normal, and it's all also there to give us an opportunity to transform and grow, and not just ourselves, but our worlds and everything that we feel. All normal, all healthy, even all healthy feelings, but they're also there to help us have a much greater awareness and empathy to the people in the worlds we're in. Everybody feels sadness. Everybody Everyone. feels rage. Everybody feels hurt. And sometimes we have to be in touch with those feelings just to be that, that awareness for others so we could be there for others as well. Right. And, it, and as we say at the Mental Sherpa Show, when you change your relationship with yourself, meaning when you raise your consciousness, you really show up differently in the world. Absolutely. And so these four agreements can really help you do that. And you'll always be able to find the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I'm sure online, but they're always going to be on the Mental Sherpa uh, TheMentalSherpa.com under episode nine. There's also a great little video that we've put up there about the four agreements. So enjoy your day and really think about be impeccable with your words. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and go be your best self. And we look forward to hearing from you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. 
Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.